back on the podcast tonight with Paul Roach again. How's it going, mate? Yeah, good, Ben. How are you, mate? Very good, thank you. We've got, got you back on today to talk a little bit about the Stimford race team. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, um, yeah. <laughs> tell, us, tell us, like, where, where did it all start, I guess? How long has it been going for? Um, again, I've sort of been, I guess, just back into the race scene the last few years. I had a, a, a period of time away from it, I suppose. So I probably yeah. um, don't even really know like when it when it actually started and kicked off. But I like it's obviously flourished into and evolved into a, a pretty cool sort of high level team now. But where did that all sort of begin? Yeah, well, I guess for me it started. Um, it started back. I think it was about two thousand and eleven or twelve, and. Uh, and I got involved with um, with doing a bit of race support, I guess. And I probably need to go back a step. In in 2007, uh, a mate of mine, Brandon Keenhouse, and, and I, we, we'd had a few drinks one night and we watched this cool movie called um, called Dust to Glory. Uh, yeah. not, have you seen that? I haven't seen all of it, no, but I know it's the uh, it's of Baja, isn't it? It's about the Baja. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... I reckon we must have watched that DVD till we wore it out. So, um, yeah, we watched this movie called Dust to Glory, or documentary, I should say. Um, Mouse McCoy was pretty popular. And and um, we said, we need to do something. We need to go racing. And um, anyway, we found the Australian Safari. Uh, so in 2007, so that must have been 2006, 2007, um, yeah, we... We Brandon signed up for the Australian Safari, and basically I was his support crew, and we got a good network of friends and people around, and and we went off and did that and had some success, and then sort of had a few years off, I guess, and and I was just doing trail riding, I wasn't doing yeah, and maybe some club level racing, and then in I think around two thousand eleven, I met um, I met Joel Stafford who who owns Simford Welding, and they were all going up to Fink or been to Fink. And I said, oh, you know, I've got a good mate of mine that gets along pretty well. Um, he'd like to come do Fink. So, yeah, next thing, Brandon's doing Fink and we're all up there and I sort of got involved with the team and and started, I guess, helping out. And, you know, we'd go up and we'd fuel a few riders and we'd probably fuel ourselves up more than the riders. Like we were, it was um, a bit of a party for a few of us and and it was, um, yeah, it was good times and good fun and, and met some great people and then, a few years ago, Joel sort of wanted to, I guess, take a step back and his racing days were, I won't say they're over because he's actually entered the four day, which is in a, just over a week. But um, yeah, so I sort of took it over, I guess, and and started running it with the help of um, Brad Harris. And, and yeah, and it, and it, it just evolved into to this, this team. But I guess we were sort of close-knit family friends and it was, you know, not hand-picked or anything. It just sort of happened, I guess. And and then all of a sudden, we started looking at a few riders outside of our circle and said, oh, we might be able to help this person. And, you know, probably the first notable one, like for myself, was a few years back, Rachel Archer came over from New Zealand and, and, her, and her dad now. Um, you know, anyone that's into the off-road scene will know Rachel. Like she's um, currently up there in the... I think she comes second last year outright at the GNCC and she's up there, might be leading the points or, or second currently. Um, yeah. So, she, yeah, so she came over and did Hadar and 
And then, yeah, from that, I guess we got a bit of notice from from the factory, so from from Husqvarna, and some, yeah, the team just evolved, and 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 we we looked to sort of outside sponsors outside of our sort of close knit group that were sort of throwing a few bucks in so we can get some shirts printed, and and yeah, next thing we're next thing we're sort of running some high level riders, and and uh, yeah, it's it's been good to watch, but. We've we've got a bit of an ethos, you know. We we're pretty pretty keen on having good people around our team, um, and we really like that. And we we really like people that not only are they good riders, but they're good people. Um, yeah. And that's that's something we sort of we're, we're we're pretty staunch on, I guess. But um, yeah, it's 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 a good thing. We have a lot of fun with it, but we also get in some great results and. And the juniors that are coming through on the team, um, they're learning from some great people. They've got some good mentors or role models to to help them through, and and um and yeah, it's just sort of grown from there. So uh, you know, now we're running running, you know, Andy Wilsh obviously at the pointy end of the ORC. Uh, we're doing the Vic rounds. We've got a few riders entered for Fink. I think at last count we've got. 17 for Hatter. So we're, we're feeling pretty big, pretty big sort of team there. And um, and yeah, and, and we're getting some notice from and shaking a few things up in, in a few of the series, which is great. But most of all, we're you know, we, we have a lot of fun doing it and 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 with a good bunch of people. Yeah, that's awesome, mate. So it sort of did it kind of just start out for the like the group of mates and and the kids that like the juniors were the juniors around back then or not really so much is that kind of uh they were like obviously there was you know Kyle Simpson and Matt Capoglis and all these young fellas that are now seniors and you know class winners at Fink and Hadar and stuff so yeah definitely like and and um there was juniors there but it was more I think just a group of mates that were going racing and 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 were keen to probably have a good time after riding the bikes as they were riding the bikes. So, and then I guess, I guess, yeah, everyone used to sort of chip in a few bucks. There'd be sponsors for fuel to go to Fink, for instance, and sponsors for this to pay for some shirts. And and then I guess we we sort of made it a little bit more professional and we offered a bit of a, I guess, a sponsorship package and what you, you know, you get for your money. And and now we've sort of, um, we've sort of grown outside that circle. And, and I mean, we've got, We've got a great group of sponsors that we couldn't do any of this without that that helps sort of fund the race team if you like and um you know it's uh it can be an expensive sport and when you're buying you know new dry brakes and quick shades and things like that it, yeah. it, it all adds up pretty quick and and especially when we're doing the amount of racing we're doing you, you're sort of wearing out parts pretty quick and all that but um yeah it's it's definitely good like you know, like anywhere you go, you'll see someone with a Simper shirt on, which is, which is great. And that's what sort of, that's probably helped with, you know, with Husqvarna, for instance, like they, they see that they've been to Hadar and, and Fink and they go, you know, you guys have got a really good presence and represent the brand well. So they're, you know, they, they're happy to support us and and um, they give us a level of support, through, you know, with bikes and, and parts, et cetera. And, and, and that's great. And, um, you know, Mototech, the shop they they've got two shops down in Geelong and Mildura same thing they they see our branding and they said we want to be part of it so it's uh 
Yeah, it's good and it's um it, it's good fun. It's it um I guess I don't do it for money. I do it for love of the sport. That's for sure. And it takes a lot of time, but it's definitely worthwhile. And 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 yeah, seeing the results that we're starting to get is um is good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, let's talk about that side of it. Maybe like obviously it kind of just started out as a bit of fun with the boys, and it has evolved into like a pretty high level team. How did that side? sort of or what were the challenges or how did you i guess go about the process of when you're like oh we need to get serious about this like putting like sponsorship packages together was that something that you'd sort of had experience through in other areas or did you just kind of sort of roll with the punches with that and just yeah i sort of yeah i i guess it was it was interesting because back when we did safari we actually had to raise a bit of money to do safari so because back in 2007 that safari, that was from memory. It was the race itself was six and a half thousand kilometers. Like it was huge. Yeah. So back then we did like a sponsorship package and and put some options together for for people and we auctioned off the sticky kit if you like. So um, so I guess I had a little bit of experience with that. But when I came, when I sort of started working in with Joel and and Simford, like. You know, to be frank, Joel just used to pay for a lot of stuff, and like it was, it cost him a lot of money to run the team. And I'm like, well, it doesn't need to be like that. Like we can, we can raise some money. I'm sure there's people that love to have their name on our, you know, our shirts and our sticky kits and yeah. and promote promote their business. Um, you know, let's you know make it a little bit more formal if you like. Uh, and and that's that's the path we went down. So um. Yeah, obviously, you know, the sponsors get their name on all our on, on our polos and and hoodies and all the quick shades, all the bikes, and you know, stick it up with with all the sponsored logos. So, yeah, we just we made it a little bit more formal. And um, to be honest, we've actually we've we've now got a few guys that are, I mean, they they sponsor because they want their name on the shirt. That's it. They don't want anything else. They don't have kids riding. They don't have any other connection then they go we want to see our name on those bikes and on those shirts and we're like oh that that's cool and it's as simple as that and it's a, it's basically a business transaction and then you know that covers the likes of sticky kits and um and and all the apparel that we that we sort of spread around and the riders wear and helps go towards some of the riding gear and and things like that but you know, because of that, we've managed to pick up some great sponsors like uh, through, through McLeod Accessories. That is, through, like with with Fly Racing and FMF Goggles, City Boots. So it it's all had a bit of a flow on effect. And um, the more professional we made it, the more professional we had to get. If that makes sense. So we 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 had to be yeah. careful with social media posts and not careful but just mindful of what we're doing and and making sure if, if the guys were riding on the team and supported by the brands they needed to make sure they were supporting the brands and wearing those brands so it, it come with its own set of challenges but it's um but it's definitely been it's definitely been you know enjoyable and 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 it has been good to see the team grow i guess and and become a little bit more professional yeah for sure well i guess it comes back to your you're providing value for those for those sponsors so they're they're happy to sort of chip in a bit of money so they, they yeah. can see that, that value that return on their value right yeah definitely yeah yeah um, 
it, it's just yeah it's it's a um i guess a conversation that i think some riders could like take something out of because i like i speak to lots of kids lots of younger guys that want to go to america and race and they're like oh but you know i can't afford it it's too much money i'm like well there are ways like you can you know have to pay for all of it yourself like if you if you sort of put your head down and and work on like actually showing that you can provide people value um like before you yeah, actually yeah. get over there there's there's ways you can you can get get money to help you in your racing career yeah well plenty of guys are marketable you know like um mm. jack simpson's probably a perfect example like he's He's really good on the socials. Um, he he's you know a great guy to talk to. He's awesome around the kids. He's he's yeah, yeah. he's personable, and and he's marketed himself like that, and that's that's good to see. And but not only that, he's actually a, he's actually a good guy. You know, like I obviously spent a fair bit of time with him last year with Fink, yeah, and and um and how how Fink come about last year, but. Uh, yeah, I've got to spend a fair bit of time with him. And he's actually, you know, he's a real nice guy and and he's got a lot of time for for people around him and and people in the sport. So yeah, you you're right. Like it is possible. Um, you just gotta you just gotta promote yourself and and also, you know, if, if you're gonna do something and and you know, obviously get some support off these businesses or companies or whoever it is, you need to give them something back and make sure you represent them. You know in the right manner so yeah well it's like you just said when you decided that you wanted to be a bit more professional you realize that, that you had to get more professional that's yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely. a pretty pretty simple equation yeah 100 percent. yeah and, and then and now and like you say like like 10 years later and it's it's sort of starting to pay off yeah 100 percent. like i mean even um you know we've had some great riders in the past and and yeah, prior to myself, like you know, Jared Bewley and all that were, were heavily involved with the team in the early days, and and uh, you know Sam Davies and all those guys. But um, to be honest, like a lot of that, you know, a lot of that come from one person funding it. Where now we support it from you know outside, and and these guys are happy to support it. You know, the the, the companies that we we are representing. Um, Obviously, this year, um, yeah, we've we picked up a you know, couple of other riders, and, and and that's great. And hopefully, we can have a have a good year. But um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's um, it's it's always evolving, and 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 the nature of the sport too. You know, like things can change pretty quickly. And you know, two years ago when COVID hit, we had our best support lined up ever. Um, you know, from from all our from all our sponsors, from all the corporate sponsors, and then you know, Husqvarna and, and you know, KDM, the, the group, um, they 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 were about to throw a lot of you know a lot of support our way, and then COVID came along and and just changed all that. Um, there was also some you know internal changes within within the structure of that business with Austria buying back their share of the business, so things change really really quickly and then all of a sudden we're like wow we don't we don't know if we can even you know continue this on but um yeah we sort of had a bit of a funny year last year bounced back this year and and we've got support from yeah great great group of sponsors again and and definitely you know husky 
have um, they're, they're definitely been awesome to deal with and 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 supporting us. So yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Looking, it's looking like it's all sort of starting to to head in the right direction again now. Like we're sort of over the, the COVID hump and everything's yeah. sort of starting to take shape. So hopefully there's a bit of a flow-on effect to the to the manufacturers that comes back down to the teams and everything and the riders now as well. Yeah, definitely. Like it's, um, you know, it, it, it was all up in the air and a lot of people went overseas and, um, you know, obviously Chucky and, and Milner and even Andy Wilsh, like they looked for other options because they're, you know, this career that they that they've got or that they're trying to they're trying to get it's only a short career and and they couldn't afford to sort of lose you know we well we didn't know at that point in time whether it was going to be you know months or years um and then the Australian market unfortunately and and the Australian yeah the size of our country we 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 just don't have the numbers to sort of make it work so obviously they explored other options. But um, I think we're going to sort of bounce back pretty strong, and 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 it appears to me that the manufacturers are going to support the riders again, um, or although they already are, and, and some of them didn't really back off to be honest. But um, that's what we need if we want this sport to sort of thrive in the country, and you know continue to to get you know some some riders come through the ranks that end up as world champions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Um, what what's your we we've kind of chatted about it in in message about the the race format with the AOICs and the and the GNCC style races. What's your what sort of racing do you prefer to see at the at the higher level? Um, I love the cross countries. Like I love the I, I think the big. The Vicks, the Vic off roads have definitely got a good format with with the yeah. you know with the cross country on the on the Saturday and then the sprints on the Sunday. Um, the Aussies do like a lot of sprints, which um, you know their quality of the sprints is definitely good. But sometimes you know when you when you drive to Mackay, you know that was a fifty five thousand three hundred kilometer round trip, and you just do sprints for two days, like. I would love to see a cross country, but what I would ultimately love is to see a GNCC style event in this country. And I, I think it's possible. Like those yeah. venues like Mackay and even Cherubar, um, we didn't really talk, we you know, haven't spoken about Cherubar, but that that round up there at Warwick in Queensland, that property was amazing. That yeah. property was probably one of the best properties I've been to for a motorbike event ever. Like it had, you know, showers, toilets, it had like paved roads in it um obviously it was a bit wet but you know the, the the moisture that was in the ground was coming from underneath and obviously they just had you know record yeah. rains leading up to it but you could run a gncc style event there and it would yeah. be epic and i would love to see that in australia and and you know with the with the quality of the riders and the number of riders that are actually over you know in the us at the moment and giving it a red hot crack, you know. You look at uh, obviously Josh Strain's been there for years now, but yeah, he's he's got Lyndon Snodgrass there, um, and and Lindo's doing, yeah, he's he's riding amazingly. Uh, young yeah. Gus Green, you know, getting up on the podium two weeks ago. Uh, Mason Simmons is over there doing the series, um, and, and we've had women 
over there, very successful in, in the WXC. So it's, I would love to see us, you know, introduce a GNCC style of series in, in this country. And then, and obviously it could lead to other things and, and, and some travel overseas, but, um, yeah, I think same thing. It's just a bit of a numbers game here, and and we need we just need a few more numbers, or we need someone to take hold and and, and get these events up. And there's there's definitely room for it, but um, yeah, whether whether you whether you get the numbers there, I'm not I'm not too sure on how you get that started. But I, I would definitely be keen on the GNCC style event. And I know I know you're the same. I know you, but yeah, you're pretty keen on something like that. So. It would be great. Oh to- yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I think yeah, you're right. It's it's um it's a tough one, and you, you need the right people around it to to because it's obviously not something that's going to be an easy job. It's it's a lot of work. Um. So yeah, and and then like you say, having the right properties, I think that that makes a big is a big part of it. Like you need a certain type of property, like to be able to run a like a good three hour on that the track's long enough and and open enough that in 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 places to pass and things like that like you, you can't yeah. just run a three hour on a goat track because it's it's not going to be a very good race so now um, obviously correct. that plays into it and, and weather as well all of those things um play into it so yeah but yeah it's definitely out here is cancels and permits and regulations and yeah and you know obviously i was heavily involved with diamond valley club back when we were running Wedderburn Pony Express, I'm not sure. Did you come and do Wedderburn? I've never been to that club one, no. I've done the, yeah. the VORCs at Wedderburn, but I think yeah. it's a different property, isn't it? Yeah, different property. But, yeah. um, you know, it was awesome. Like, it was amazing. Yeah. It had all the things you just spoke of, like, you know, yeah. good terrain, uh, good passing opportunities, open field sections through creek beds over, you know, rocky boulders. It, it was so cool. But, yeah. you know, it got shut down for reasons that are just ridiculous, you know, like, and and this is a problem. This is an issue. And someone needs to drive that a bit here in this country and, and certainly in this state because if it doesn't happen, the sport will dwindle away a bit, I feel. Like, it, it is getting harder and harder to get properties. And, and that's, you know, that's unfortunately some of the constraints that the ARC and the VORC are, are going to have. And it's, and it's not going to get easier unless someone really pushes hard. Like, um, as I said, those properties at Cherubar and, and Mackay were amazing. Um, we need to find more of them. I believe they're out there. I mean, we've got a, we've got a pretty big landmass here in this country. Yeah. They'll definitely be out there. We've just got to get someone on the hunt and, 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 and find them. And, you know, whether it's MA or MV or who it is, but they, they need to really dedicate some time to, to make that happen because without that the, the sport will get harder and harder and obviously the motocross tracks are still there but it, even even those you know we've seen multiple motocross tracks close down over the last few years yeah um, you know frankston's gone seymour's no longer you know you can't seymour's been shut down that's gone um and yeah that's that's not going to be easy you're not going to get them back in a hurry even broadford you know our, our very own state motorcycle complex yeah. has got regulations on when they can run. I'm like, you know, that's on hundreds and hundreds of acres. And yeah. they, they, they've got these crazy rules that, yeah. you know, that track was there before a lot of those neighbours. And I'm like, 
this it shouldn't be the case that you know that that community broadford and the township and everything it it needs yeah. broadford to keep it going but unfortunately that's um that's sort of how it's going and I, i'd like to see that change and, and and for the future of the sport and give give you know generations to come the opportunity to keep racing and riding oh absolutely for sure yeah yeah it's definitely something i don't know like we've been talking about so busy with everything else that goes on in life i don't know if i've got the time to try and run a race series for og it's a big, <laughs> it's a big job uh, yeah you wouldn't believe it i actually emailed ncc last year because I, I wanted to um yeah i wanted to see what what the go was and and see if i could get the rights to their name to actually run something but um yeah you know just to use that name and, and maybe get something off the ground but um yeah um i'm the same like i've stepped back as as the president of diamond valley club because i i did need to you know i'm putting a fair bit of time into um into this the race team and i've got yeah. two young boys that ride so i'm busy with them and and then uh just for fun i run a business <laughs> with 30 odd staff so um yeah, so I'm flat out, but I would I would get involved if someone could get something off the ground. I don't know why I'm even saying that, but I would. Mm. Um yeah, so back back on the team, what's it looks like you've got like a fair a, a lot of juniors this year on the team. Is that right? What, what um, who's the actual official team this year for 2022? Yeah, well, there's a bit of a mix because um We've got the team that I, I guess do the VIX. So yeah. um, I'm hoping I don't miss anyone here off the cuff, but um, we've got Brandon Keenhouse, who's been a big part of the team for years. He's now running in the over 45s and he's just he's just an, a weapon on a bike. Um, Simon Cox, who's been with us for a couple of years, uh, yeah. he stepped onto the 501, so running in that E3 class. Um, Sam Prashira, who's recently just joined the team, he's doing the Vicks and the Aussies. Yep. Um, he's on the FC 250 in that E1 class. Um, and he'll he'll be a great rider, actually. He'll be he'll be one to watch. He's definitely got some pace. Um, we just need to, I think, slow him down to make him go quick, if that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> he's very used to the sand and he had a few issues with trees and handguards and everything, but um, um, he's he's what we call the rock star of the team. He just flies in and flies out, and nothing nothing's a drama. Um, yeah, and then I'm trying to think who else is doing the VIX in the seniors. Um, there's a couple that come and go, like young Ethan Keenhouse is going to do a few of them. And same thing, he's so handy on the bike, but he's obviously just starting an apprenticeship and stuff and and things are a little bit, you know, different once you're at that age and, and you've got to work. Yeah. Um, then we've got Lachlan Metcalf. He's another Mildura boy and he's come a long way. We, we first met him, oh, we've been sort of racing around him for a few years with going up to Boundary Bend and events like that and Hadar and... He's a really nice kid, um, and I actually approached him last year at Chucky's, and unfortunately, I think it was the next morning, the next day, he had a pretty bad accident and, and snapped his arm 
pretty pretty bad. So he had a fair bit of time off the bike and had a bit of recovery to do. And um, and so what's Lockie must be fifteen or or turning fifteen very shortly. And uh, he's like full size, like he's a he's a full man now, like he's a big kid. And then he's he's gotten off the one two five onto the two fifty. And he's come a long way because he he was so used to just same thing riding sand and and motocross, um, but yeah he's he's definitely come a long way and I, I he he's podium now at the Vix which is good and also got his very first podium at the Aussies at the Aussie off roads uh, at Mackay so he, he's a he's a great kid and he, he's gonna he really loves the sport and riding so yeah he's he's one to watch um, then we've got Sinead Ma. Um, a junior girl and she's yeah she's she's a great young kid she's just stepped onto the 125 uh off the 85 so she's in a bit of a weird category because she's still young in that in the girls class she's got a couple of years left in there um so she's got a, a bit of growing to do within that class but she's already sort of putting the bike up on the podium which is which is great and then We've got uh, Oscar Harris. He's on the 85 in the J2 class. I've got uh, my oldest boy, Lockie. Uh, he's in the J2 class on the 85. Then I've got Flynn Maher and my youngest, Hayden Roach, on the 85 small wheels. And then there is a mix of other kids that we do help out as well. So it's a pretty big, pretty decent field. Now, all those riders, apart from Brandon and Simon, are doing the Aussies. So... Um, it keeps us busy. And then we got like Danny Foote. Um, she's doing Fink and Hatter. And then probably the main one I haven't mentioned yet, and he's brand new to the team as well, is Andy Wilsh, which obviously you know Andy pretty well. So, um, yeah, he's just slotted in there yeah. nicely and he's fantastic to be around. But, um yeah, he, he's doing really well in the Vicks, the Aussies, and he's just a all-round good guy. So he's been awesome to have on the team and involved in the team, which is good. Yeah, awesome. How, how did that sort of – when did you sort of pinpoint Andy when to, to get on the team? Did you have – was there, like, was there an opening there previously? Because I guess last year you wouldn't have really... Did you have a proper team last year? Like, because there wasn't well, really that much racing, but... We did the VIX because the VIX got... They must have got... Still got six got a few rounds weekends in. in. So 12 rounds, I think they did. I'd have to I'd have to check that. But the VIX actually yeah. got quite a few rounds in. And obviously we had Hadar as well yeah. and, um, and Fink. So... Um, so yeah, with Andy, Andy's a bit of a yeah. A couple of years ago, Andy was riding for Husvana. He'd spent some time with Sherco as well. And then he came over to Husky, I think, right at the start of COVID. And then it was, everything, yeah. yeah, everything just went south then. And it was like, you know, basically, you know, um, the riders were told, sorry, there's no support because no one knew what was happening, you know. Um Husqvarna, the head office, like all, all the all the staff changed. They, you know, a lot were finished up pretty quickly. It was, and no one really knew how long this was going to last, whether it was, you know, weeks, months, or or years. So, um, Andy rang me. I, I reckon he was about to board a plane, and he asked for a bit of support, whether we'd be able to help. And I said, mate, to be honest, 
I don't know where we're at. Like I, I had no idea what was happening from day to day. I had a business with no staff in it, as in no one could, you know, no one could be in the office. And yeah. I was sort of a bit nowhere on a personal level. I was like, I don't know, yeah, what's going on? My head was spinning. And bikes were probably the last thing on my mind. But, um, and I said to Andy, you know, if something pops up, I'll, I'll let you know. But, you know, good luck with Europe and 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 what you're going to do. So I sort of kept an eye on where he was going and, and he, he got some good results over there. And and then it must have, I'd, I'd have to go back through when it was, but um, late last year, out of the blue, I got a phone call from him. And he was actually in hotel quarantine. He'd actually pretty much got off the plane and had to quarantine. And from yeah. memory, it was for two weeks. Yeah. So I reckon he was in a motel for two weeks. So yeah. I must have been pretty early on his call list. And um, he rings me and says, oh, you know, I'm back and I, I, I really want to go back to Europe, but I don't think I can afford it. Um, you know, is, is there a, you know, is there anything going sort of thing? And I said, oh, mate, I said, and at that point, I'd already sort of hit Husky up for some stuff for 22. And I was, was sort of pretty set, if, if, if you like, with where we were going. And um, I'm like, oh, this, this might be a good opportunity for us. And, and to be completely honest, I hadn't had a lot to do with Andy apart from a couple of phone calls. Yeah. Um, and so I'm like, well, how hard do I push and what do I want to do? So I got on the phone to Husky and and made yeah made some phone calls and and spoke to um, yeah spoke to a couple of people up there. Uh, Kyle, who's a motorsports manager, had a chat with him and and a few others. Laura Allerton, um, Massimo, and they're all great people and they're they're all people I can have pretty sort of upfront discussions with. And and I just said, listen, Andy's back. He might be looking for a ride. He wants to do the Aussies. We were at that stage. We were pretty sure we're going to the Aussies anyway. I said, I can, I can help him sort of from a personal level, um, you know, from a team level, I guess. And what can you give us? And anyway, it took a little bit to get it out of them because same thing, they still weren't real clear on their direction, I guess. So a bit of backwards and forwards with Andy and we got a deal across the line. And uh, there was a few other people, I think, sort of sniffing around, but he was pretty keen to be on the Husky and 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 make something happen. So, yeah, yeah, um, it was a bit of a mad rush to be honest into this season, yeah. like because you know this was just prior to Christmas. Then all of a sudden you throw Christmas in the mix. We're waiting on bikes. Uh, freight was a ma- massive problem, you know, through yeah. the whole country, not yeah. just not just bikes on anything. So then we're waiting on bikes. Then they had some internal system changes. So yeah, it was, um, and then, you know, I couldn't get any gear, like, you know, as much as McLeod's and, and, and fly and, and those guys support us city and that like, there's just no gear around, like everything sold during COVID. And if it didn't get sold here in Australia, they didn't ship it from overseas because everything was purchased over there. So it was just, yeah. it was crazy time. So, um, yeah, before you know it, we were sort of staring down the barrel of rounds um round one and two which was um trying to think what was round one and two was Cherubar was Queensland for the Aussies yeah and I'm like I don't think we're ready for this you know and I'd I'd spent a lot of time on the phone with Andy and and then finally met him and spent a bit of time with him but 
I just really didn't know where it was all headed. And I'm like, have I bitten off more than I can chew? As I said, I'm running a business. And then the more time I spent with Andy leading up to those rounds, the more I got to understand him. Um, and then, you know, he, he gets up to round one and two and, and, and just rode the wheels off the, off the 500, felt comfortable. Um, we spent the weekend with him up there and we got to know him a bit better and he, he, he enjoyed himself. Like he looked relaxed around us and we were relaxed around him and he's just been, he's been a pleasure to deal with. Like I've, I've never had anyone so appreciative of, of, you know, having things done for him. And, and, and that's one thing I'll say, like he, he he's just, he's easy. He's a good, he's a really good person. And, and that makes it, worthwhile you know like in the past i've had some people that aren't that great to deal with i guess and yeah you know, they always want more and and um and he's definitely not one of them you know uh, he, he's old man comes along to the races he's he's a great guy as well so yeah i i think he's got a good future ahead of him um and and that may or may not be with us in at some point in some time and i you know i I just, but I just love watching him ride and 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 what he does around the kids as a role model, as a person to have around. Like he's he he's just a great guy, and obviously you know you know him and 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 help with his training and and his his dietary requirements and 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 help him fuel his body. And he's just so dedicated. But as I said, um, never never have I had anyone so thankful. Um, and so appreciative of, of, of support at, and it's the small things that count, but he's just, you know, I think, I think he got up on the podium at, at Cherubar and I was sort of looking around having, you know, a bit of a sort of laugh to myself because in all the E classes, they're all pretty much factory riders, you know, maybe not yeah. the E days, but E's one, two and three. And I'm like, yeah. he's Andy, um, up on you know up on the top step of e3 second outright and he's you know we're all down there with our families you know swinging spanners in between when the kids are riding helping him and you know yeah. and, and, and he got up there and said it was a just a great family environment you know he, he's in the caravan talking to the kids and they're listening to him and he's sort of giving them a rev up about you know just um you know, being focused and dedicated and and it, it's just it was just it's just a he's just a great person to be around. So um yeah I'm hoping he has a good year and you know we're a long way we've got a long way left in the season but if he keeps going the way he is he'll he'll either you know be riding for a factory team or or back in Europe. But um yeah it's it's just great to have him on board and and have him around. So yeah, and even you know Sam Prashira, he'll he'll learn a lot from being around Andy. Like Sam's a fair bit younger than Andy, um, and Andy probably behaves a little bit older than he is. Uh, he's definitely you yeah. are. I think he's he's twenty six, but he's yeah, he's just he's got his head screwed on, and he's he's uh, he just loves the sport and and he's dedicated. So yeah, no, it's definitely good to have him on board. Yeah, for sure. I think you're right. Like it's been probably three years now, I think, that I've been that I've known him and and been working with him a bit closer. So you're definitely right. Like he's def. I think the the couple of years in Europe definitely 
like he he seems as though he's matured a lot from that experience and and learned a lot from that experience as well um and yeah it's just it's just awesome to see i'm just stoked for the guy that it's that it's all sort of starting to come together for him because it's like it's easy for people to sort of see the the result at the end of the at the end of the the year or the on the top of the podium but when you when you realize that the hard work and the challenges and everything that that goes into it like you have a sort of a different perspective so it's um yeah i'm just stoked that he's that it's all coming together for him and and like you say i think he's definitely had a great start to the year and I, i don't see any reason that he can't at least maintain that and i think he's definitely some of the stuff he's working on he's only going to get better as the year goes on so it's going to be awesome yeah no I, I actually think he's got more in the tank and he sort of said that himself but you know like when i talk about dedication from him he uh we mentioned in that in that other podcast he he walked for six and a half hours he did forty thousand steps up at Mackay, um yeah. walking the tracks and i mean and i yeah, mean he did, he did. 40Ks worth of walk, yeah. like he'd walk a marathon that weekend. Yeah. yeah. Which is and, pretty, and then, and then pretty went gnarly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, but he knew he needed to do that if he wanted to, you know, be up the front. And that's, that was, you know, that's, that's the difference. And, um, and that, oh, and it's, as I said, it's just great to see it's as a role model and as a, as a person, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to see that, that dedication and, um, you know, those, yeah, the rewards are definitely coming for him. You know, like we've we've received a bit more support now off the back of his results, which is great. And it, yeah, it's great that the sponsors and and that the manufacturers can see that as well. So, um, and and they all the other thing they also seen and it's been made mentioned to me. You know, he's he's very appreciative. Um, yeah. as I said, like in the past, there's there's some people that we've we've had around and that sort of i guess expected it and it it doesn't come easy like you know the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes to make this team happen is is crazy you know like um and then to get you know the sponsors together and the and the gear the riding gear the bikes the the parts it's it's not easy and um and and i guess some people don't see any of that work and and they just think that that it that it does that it just happens, you know. This stuff just turns up, but but um, yeah, when when you've got some good people around you, and as I say, all, all the guys that ride and girls that ride for us are so appreciative, you know. Like um, we've got a pretty strong women's presence, and they're all you know they're all so good to deal with. Like Danielle Fort, like she's just a character. Um, yeah, Callie Catanese, she's she's great to be around. She's been on the team for a number of years and and you know, she's not doing as much racing as she used to, but she'll still still do Hadar. Um and she might do a few Vic rounds and stuff. But you know, when you've got young girls coming through like Sinead, they look at those girls and see what they're doing and and say, Well, maybe I can, you know, be there one day or or soon. And 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 that's what we that's what we try and do, just have good people around and it and it is good and yeah we do have a big team i think i mentioned with where we got yeah 17 or 18 riders for hadar this year and you know a couple of local guys up there harrow wooding and taylor adams and a few other guys that ride for us and and same thing they they're good riders but they're good people and that's why we've got them 
because they're they're great to be around. They're they're team players. They they help us, you know, they help set up with the juniors. They spend a bit of time with the kids and help help the juniors evolve and and you know, whether they want to be riders when they turn senior or not, that's take it or leave it. But if they if they get good role models out of it, that's what it's that's what we sort of see as as being a bonus, you know. Oh, for sure, mate. That's what I was going to say. Like for it's like for the juniors and and guys like Lockie, like you're Lockie and and Lockie Metcalf and Sam. Like got someone like Andy there and and like just everyone on the team. Like they can all sort of feed off each other, and that it, it's a pretty good environment for them to sort of learn and and come through the ranks in. Yeah, one hundred percent. And and you know you play a part in that yourself, mate. Obviously. Um, you know, you train quite a few of these guys, and I know there's a few more talking to you about, you know, like um, your online program, and um, and I don't think, you know, it's not all about um, just about the the physical side. It's more about the, I think the food. That's probably the biggest thing I see is the diet and the the fueling of the body. Like, yeah. you know, we had dinner before, and Lockie's like, "Well, I need to." I need to have salmon for tea on Saturday night and I'm going to have a breakfast. And, and I'm like, and it's cool. Like I actually like it because they are focusing on healthy eating and healthy diets. And I'm like, there's yeah. definitely nothing bad about that. So, and, and we're seeing that within the group, you know, because one will do it, then the next will do it. And, and, and that's great. Like it, it's, it's good to see that they're, you know, even we've had to back off the lollies, which I'm not real happy about. And, um, Actually, John Wilsh won't be real happy about that either. We make sure we've got plenty of um, plenty of chocolate mud cake and and stuff for John at the the events. But um, but yeah, like we're like, well, hang on, the, the sugar and the lollies aren't the right thing. You know, Ben's told us what we need to be having. So yeah, so no, it, it's good. It's and as I said, like it's there's more to it than just racing bikes. It's there's a lot of life lessons in all of this, and and that's what we take from it as well. So. Yeah, even the kids, you know, working on their bikes. Like, you know, I've got a, I've got an awesome photo I took up at up at Mackay. I think three of the boys are all working on their bikes. Like, and yeah. you know, like Hayden's only eleven, and 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 Flynn's the same age. So Hayden, Flynn, it must have been four of them. Hayden, Flynn, Lockie, and Aussie. They're all doing things on their bikes. You know, like checking the brake pads and 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 cleaning the expansion chambers and. Yeah, like, and it's actually a cool photo because they're getting more out of it than just racing dirt bikes. They're, they're getting life lessons out of it. So it's, uh, it is cool to watch. Yeah, for sure, mate. It, it's, it's awesome to see. So, what's the, I guess it's kind of just a year by year thing, but what's the sort of the, the plan moving forward, future wise, for the team? Um, is, there, is that like, you kind of, we kind of touched on it off air there before, but, like if if Husky was gonna was gonna do a factory team and they needed a team manager, would you put your hand up? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't actually have a factory team now, do they? Like nah, not so. nah, they, um, nah, they got. I mean, Todd Waters, um, yeah, representing the brand, and then obviously Andy as well. Um, yeah. and, nah, they've they've had a lot of things, I guess, change internally, and and I I think that'll. Obviously, COVID did all that, and then, and then I, I think that'll develop again over the next few years, or I hope it will. I, I think it will. You know, they've still got the factory trucks and all that. Um, yeah. And, and same goes for you know KDM and Gas Gas. You know, they've got Corey McMahon, Stefan Granquist, and 
they've got a good representation. Um, I, I'm not sure what their long-term plans are, but yeah, if I got offered that job, I don't know what I'd do. But, um, <laughs> I, I, I do love it. Like I actually, I, it's what sort of keeps me going to work and, and listen, I'll probably get a lot of interrupt, not interruptions, but I do get a lot of phone calls about bike stuff during the day. And obviously my primary focus is the business and um, the crane business I run. And that keeps me very busy, but um, I've wound back some other stuff. So I could put a bit more time into the team. Um, I didn't expect it to be this much time. You know, obviously um, Andy requires a bit of time. Um, not not him personally, but just because of the level he's riding at, it, it does take a little bit more. The um, logistics of it all. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, like even what at Mackay, I think, you know, we took a bladder up there to make sure we could wash the bikes. We must have went through 2,000 litres of water washing bikes. And predominantly we're there, you know, the, the water's there for Andy, I, I guess, but it's just, knowing those things, making sure you've got the spare parts. Um, we're looking at a mechanic for him um, and, and hopefully that's going to come to fruition um, because he needs that level of support at those races, um, yeah. especially when you walk 40Ks, you know, pre-walk on the tracks and then got a ride. The last thing he needs to be doing is working on bikes. But, you know, I'll, I'll be the first to admit I, I made some mistakes at round one and two. I actually forgot to film my own kid's bike um well and, i wasn't gonna bring that up mate but seeing as you did <laughs> yeah I knew, I knew it was coming so and 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 it was silly like i knew i'd done it the moment i walked down to that track i'm like i haven't filled Lockie's bike on a sprint and he ran out of fuel and i mean that cost him a fair bit that day like points wise and obviously it's a big championship but you know i just i just learned from it and the probably the hardest thing for me was he it was he, he didn't really get the shit with me. He just he goes, Oh well dad, don't worry. Like I mean he was upset, don't get me wrong, but he, he didn't get the shit with me. He just said, now I'm gonna have to work harder. And and then that that pissed me off more then because I'm like, I wish he just had a yelled at me. But um, you know, I was so busy trying to do everything and yeah, you know, I'm trying to make sure we're we're you know well presented and the quick shades and everything's right and Andy's right and everything looks right and 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 I've forgotten the, the first thing you got to do is put fuel on a bike. But, um, you know, we all learn from that, all of us, um, Lockie included. And and we grow well, from I was going to say, that's a good, and, a good little lesson for him too, that he, prob he that, probably should check it next time as well, shouldn't he? Absolutely. And he, <laughs> and yeah, the funny thing was he normally does, but yeah. same thing, you're at the Aussies, you're a bit hyped up, you're a bit yeah. excited. It's the first race of the season and... Yeah. And yeah, and it, and it costs you. But um, yeah, I've made, I've made some big mistakes. Don't get me wrong. Um, we've got, we got a guy up at Mildura, Harrow Wooding, that rides for us. And um, I, I'm sure a few people know this story, but I might as well say it out loud. But he he's he's super quick. You know, he, he prologued inside the top 20 on a TC250. So a motocross 250, he, he prologued super quick and he was keen to finish inside that top 20 at Hadar last year. And, and he can ride a dirt bike. Anyway, um, all the bikes we had running last year, Danny, Simon Cox, any of the other two strokes were all injected and they've got, as you will know, a separate reservoir. So they just take straight fuel. You don't need to have the premix. 
Anyway, I was adamant. I told everyone, make sure that the right fuel goes in Narrow's bike because, and, and we were a bit nervous about pit stops. Well, sure as hell, I fueled his bike and put straight fuel in with, with, with uh, yeah, it wasn't mixed. So uh, as soon as he left, I realised I'd done this and I'm like, there is no way that bike is making another lap of Hadar. And he had the thing on the limiter too. So after I swore and carried on for a, a couple of minutes, I was pretty angry. And the good thing was I did it. So I couldn't be angry with anyone but myself. Um, I can't remember who it was. Someone yelled, someone comes over and goes, what are we going to do? So he, he gets in the car and drives out to one of the back straights with um with a five litre container of two stroke oil and was just going to tip a heap in the tank. Anyway, I, I I need to remember who it was. And he he come back. I go any luck. He goes, I got there, held the oil out, and he goes he was pinned like he he had the thing pinned down this straight. And I'm just shaking my head, going, there's no way that bike is coming back to the pits. Anyway, um yeah. 20 minutes later or 15 minutes later, he comes back in for more fuel. And we're like, so we we rich in the next batch up a bit just to try and even it out. But we did the math. We think it ran that lap on like at 95 to one. Yeah. And the bike finished the race. He he said by the end of it, I think it was playing up a little bit and dropped a bit of power, but he was pretty cooked himself. And I'm like, we didn't tell him till the end. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, obviously uh, we had... We we had Casey's um he's he's now wife in the pits with us and she was pretty nervous and yeah I think I think I gave her a big hug when he went back through for the pit stop and we knew he was going to make it but you make these mistakes and you just got to learn from it and and try and try not to let them happen again but um yeah and and that's that's all you can do with you know and same thing they're just life lessons like this obviously more important things in a bike race but when you put all the money and time and effort into it that harrow would put into it and i'd potentially blown it up for him i I was pretty disappointed but uh anyway we'll make sure that he's on a four stroke this year so we're laughing (laughs) yeah right so a bit easier yeah definitely um just take straight fuel yes correct Yeah, so yeah, a bit of a nightmare, but you know, we've seen this, we've seen this for years. You know, we've seen it at Fink with bikes getting wrong fuel put in them. Um, we had some guys, oh, I don't even know what happened. I reckon a bike ended up with diesel in it at some point, and um, yeah. I think, yeah, like so they'd stripped the bike down, not knowing what was going on down at Fink. It must have made it in there and then didn't start or something happened, but yeah, like, you know things go wrong it's just you just got to move on and, and try and try and uh, make it happen and and be as organized as you can but um yeah who's who's running on the team for fink this year have you got anyone that might be up the pointy end or yeah there's a couple of guys that'll go all right and girls um simo's not coming back i take it he's in he's in the states for good nah so i think he is coming back um, oh, he is, is he? He's entered um, and he is coming back, but he won't be riding for us. We'll probably fuel him. Okay. Um, he's done a bit of a deal with OBR, so who run buggies in, in Fink. Um, so yeah. Jack's meant to be coming back for Fink. So, um, yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I guess at, at some point we'll know whether that's definitely happening. 
Um, Danielle Foote's running again. So she'll run, she's riding the TE250. So she, she's in the 252 stroke class, but obviously there's also a women's class, an unofficial women's class. Um, and there's actually a bit of an announcement, but I, I probably can't leak that just yet. Like Danny's actually going to do something pretty cool. So I'll, um, I, I need to, I need to just get to the bottom of that, but that's, um, that's probably going to come out in the next few weeks. What, what she's going to do. Yeah. Um, Taylor Adams. He's he's a Mildura boy. He's this will be his first Fink. Uh, Kyle Simpson's coming back for Fink. Um, he's on a three hundred this year, so he's he's multiple class winner in on a two fifty in the two fifty two stroke class, but he's yeah. stepped up to a three hundred. Um, Kelly Catanese is entered, but she's on yeah she's not one hundred percent committed at this stage, obviously. She's had a bit of a hectic year with work and, and things changing for her. So um, that might be happening. And then there's young Billy Hargy. Um, so Billy's, um, I think he, he might be running second now or, or possible points leader in the in the EJ class in the Aussie off-roads. Yeah. Uh, he's won Hadar as a junior as well. Uh, he's he's entered for Fink. Yeah, so, awesome. Um, yeah, he'll he'll definitely be one to watch on that on the on the four stroke two fifty. Um, so yeah, that that that'll be cool. Uh, he had a little he had a little crash up at uh, Mackay, which injured his wrist. So he'll have some results back tomorrow. But um, he gets a fair bit of support from Factory Husqvarna and stuff. But uh, we've we've put our hand up to give him a chop out at Fink, only because we've been there so many times and. And we know the know the lay of the land up there, I guess, and and we've got a we've got a pretty good team that all fly up and know what their roles are, and yeah, it's actually it's actually pretty cool. And um, Fink's a bit of a strange one because logistically, it's just a nightmare. Um, you know, obviously, first of all, you got to get to Alice Springs in the centre of Australia, and then you've got to get all this gear and fuel and everything you know, down to multiple fuel stops and, and down to Fink. Um, now, that road's just a car wrecker. Like, it's oh, yeah. it's 226 k's, although they're bitumen, to, you know, they're, I think they're bitumen now about the first 40 k's of it, but it's just that corrugated. And, yeah, logistically, it, it's a it's a pretty big race. Like, whether you've got one rider or, or 10 riders, you still need like a, a pretty big crew to make it happen because you've got fuel at the 80, fuel at the 160, and you need someone there at Fink. Um, yeah. Not to mention, ideally, someone there when you take off, when you leave Alice, and someone there when you get back. So, yeah, um, yeah it, it is a big, it, it, it is a big uh, race. And, you know, last year we were fortunate enough that the race went ahead, but we were also stuck in the state. We, we got out of Melbourne before all these lockdown rules and all everything happened. And we actually spent a few weeks up there and it was it was actually pretty cool because we we got to do a bit of pre-running and, and Jack rode for us last year and um and we we also um fueled up Bo Ralston as well. And yeah we had we had a good year and a bit of fun up there last year. But um yeah this year it's it's been a bit of a mad rush because prologue weekend's actually next week. Um and that that's the that's the only time you get to pre-ride the prologue track um up there and and prologue for Fink's pretty pretty important. Like you've um 
you you need to prologue if you if you plan on going well at the race and or whether it be class yeah. or outright you you need to you need to get a pretty good prologue in um yeah. otherwise you just you're fighting dust you know 650 odd riders yeah um, and and that creates a lot of dust if you're if you're down the order a bit you've yeah but um but that's definitely that's definitely a cool race um but i guess by far my favorite would have to be hatter it's um that's um i first went to hatter in 2007 and uh, i think i've missed i might have missed one year of um i've even entered it a couple times myself but um yeah um and yeah it's cool it's a it's a it's an amazing race and it's it it's is, good, yeah. good for the spectators and it's yeah and every year like uh, yeah I, I, I look forward to it every year as soon as the race is over it's like oh i can't wait till it comes back around it's it's probably yeah it's by far my favorite favorite event but um um yeah you how many handouts you've done now um i think i worked it out i've done nine i'm pretty sure nine. yeah right not that's, quite ten that's a decent number yeah 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 what's your best result there um my best one was the first year i did it in 2006 actually it was the first year okay and it's funny it was pretty much a glorified club day back then like yeah i remember that. Yeah. they had about 180 entries yeah um, and yeah i actually got sixth outright and third in the 450 class that year yeah right with um wonka and maddie fish and those boys were all some pretty up, big names there the pointy end then yeah yeah um so yeah that was my best result like yeah. in terms of position but i think like my actual best race was i i did get a 10th outright one year which was pretty good that was 2009 i yep. got 10th outright and i was yeah. uh like the nine in front of me were like all factory on the factory. Yeah, it would have been. Teams. I would have been your Warren Smarts and your yeah, like yeah. Grabos and all those guys. Yeah. 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 So that that was a good year. And then I think 2012, I got 13th outright. No, they were both, those the 10th and the 13th outright were both on 252 bangers. And was yeah, a 252 right. stroke. So yeah. they were, I think the 12th, oh, sorry, the year I got 13th was 2012. It was, the the pace was a lot faster that year i think like the pace obviously the pace picks up every year but yeah the 2000 when i got 10th it felt very like it felt easy it didn't, yeah okay. i yep. just felt like i rode around all day and then they i got to the finish and they're like oh you came 10th i'm like bullshit <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> believe it yeah. um, and but yeah the year that i actually got third in the 252 stroke class to Lockie terry and he's obviously yep. He's yeah, a, he's a he goes all right up there now. So that was the very first year he raced it. I think he was seventeen. I think yeah, right. He he got second in the two fifty class, and I got third. Yep. Um, so yeah, we were kind of battling all day. That was a good a good year. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's a great race. I'm I'm the same. I love that race. It's all awesome. yeah. Yeah, no, it is cool. The whole format, the the prologue, the juniors, the the Friday night, like. It ticks yeah. so many boxes, like, yeah, no, yeah, and it, it, it's just a, it's just a good thing to be part of for sure. Yeah, and it's not it's coming up soon, like you say, like you 
you kind of think every year when it goes by, oh, it's got, we've got another 12 months to go, but we're nearly there already. Yeah, entries open, I think, in nine days from now. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, it's always a mad rush. And then as soon as that happens, it's, you know, start training and <laughs> getting your gear ratios sorted and your steering dampeners and your, your big tanks and, yeah, yeah, it's all go. So, no, it's pretty exciting. It definitely um definitely a big part of what we do and why we've ended up doing it i think that race but yeah yeah i, I get I, yeah we actually back in i think it was 2007 i'd have to i'd have to really think back but that was the year that brandon was going to do the australian safari and um we use that as a training run so yeah. back then we were involved with husserberg so he was on a husserberg 650 and then we geared it up and also put extra fuel tanks on. So it was running like a sub tank. Yeah. They used to have a void in the frame where it could run a little 1.5 litre sub tank there. And then it also had a rear, um, one of the rear number plates. You could actually buy a factory fuel tank for that. Yeah. We, I think we, I'm pretty sure we ran all three tanks and then he would have had a, at least an 18 litre main tank on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, cause we were testing for Safari. So, um, yeah, but he was hitting some crazy speeds on that on that bike. Uh, yeah, then. and and then yeah, not long later we we went over to um went to WA and did the Australian Safari, which started in Kananara and zigzagged yeah. its way down to Perth. But yeah, I think that's, as I, as I said earlier, I think that's where all this sort of started for me. I was you know prior to that, I'd spent a bit of time with cars at the Thunderdome at, at Calder Park and stuff, and I always sort of liked cars. But once I got around the bike scene, I'm like. This is cool. I want to sort of yeah do a bit more of this, and and here we are, you know, fifteen odd years later, and and yeah. doing this. But yeah, with um with a great group group of people, and and meeting great people as well. So it's um yeah, it's definitely good, definitely a good sport to be around. Yeah, absolutely, mate. No, it's a credit to you. Like it's 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 the team. The team has got, like you said before, it's got an awesome presence in the at any of the races you guys go to so that that's a credit to you and, and everyone that's a part of it for sure yeah no it's good it's, it's um definitely definitely something good to be involved in and and i'm hoping we can keep it going i, I think you sort of asked where are we taking it I, I don't really know um yeah there was some talk of us going over and doing a gncc this year um yeah. actually sam prashira was pretty keen on getting over there and and we had actually secured a little bit of support to go and do that, but um, from Husky. Um, but at the minute, that's on hold. Sam needs to learn to dodge trees just a little bit better. So, um, but yeah, you know, maybe that's something I could get Andy interested in. But I would, I would love to run something over there. I'd love to take a crew over there and have a crack at a few rounds and and, yeah. and do, a of, do a bit of racing over there. But um, and that that is a bit of a I guess that's a bit of a yeah dream of mine. And um, Lockie, my oldest, he's pretty keen. Like he's he's very keen on it. Like he'd love to go over there and do a race. And 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 we might look at that sooner rather than later. And and yeah, as I said, if I could get Sam or Andy over there, I reckon that would be cool. You might have to come and make sure that they're uh, <laughs> eating more like food, mate, over there. Oh, I would love to, mate. It's definitely on my list for sure to get over there. And um, mm -hmm. I'd love to do one myself just to tick it off the bucket list, just to say I've done one and, and see what they're all about. But more just to go and just experience it all and, and see 
see what it's like over there. I think yeah. there'd, be, there'd be plenty to learn, that's for sure. Oh, it's pretty crazy. Like, and you look at the numbers of riders they get for a weekend, like it's... Oh, it's know, insane. Yeah, six, 700 riders for the weekend and, yeah. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's a little one, mate. Like, some of the, yeah. the Ironmans, like, I think they said last year they had 1,800 entries or something. Yeah, I think Ironman was huge. That was massive. Yeah, That's, that's just ridiculous. nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah, like And like, 10,000 10, spectators. Yeah, the spectators numbers. I, I, I listen to a few podcasts. Uh, I listen to um, On The Pipe, which obviously covers a lot of the GNCC, and, and yeah. they were talking about it. But I, I think it's, at the minute, it's the fastest growing motorcycle sport like in the US is is like um the off-road, the GNCC and and I think yeah. even with the um US sprint enduros and stuff like that, like it's it's yeah. taken off over there in a big way. And um and that's good because that'll have a flow on effect and and it's good for us anyway when you've got, as I said, like Aussies like Lindo and and um and Mason Simmons and and young, you know, the Reardon boys and all that going over there. It's it's good to see. But yeah, maybe we need to plan a trip and, and I um, think so. Get a few yeah, more over there. That's it. And you, <laughs> at least you can ride it off on tax and <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but no, I am definitely keen for that. I'd as I said, I, I don't know how to make that happen just yet, but it is a bit of a bit of a wish list for me to to get over there and and, and experience a bit of that. At least go and watch a couple. Yeah, so, absolutely. Mm. It'll happen, mate. We'll yeah, get there. definitely. <laughs> mm. um, is there any anyone else you'd like to mention or thank or anything else before? Oh, mate, I'd, I'd love to give all our sponsors a plug if I could because, to be oh, honest, for sure. without them, I wouldn't be doing any of this. And um, I, I've got to start with, obviously, Husqvarna Motorcycles and, and, and the crew of good people up there. I won't go into naming them all. They know who they are. They're, they're fantastic to deal with. Um, and and yeah, and I hope I can keep that relationship going. Um, definitely the team down at Moto Tech, you know, the Reardon family, Jace Childs, those guys. Um, Simford, you know, uh, especially, you know, Joel and Boyd, but the Simford group, they they back this team. Um, they've made this team, they started this team. Um, great group of people and great to be around and and they, you know, they support me and that that helps what we do. Um Diamond Valley Mobile Cranes, obviously, that's the business I run. Um, that's Brandon's business, but you know they're, they're long-time supporters of, of the team. Uh, Clark Cranes come on board this year. Um, uh, same thing. He's just a bit mad for motorsport. He's going to come up to Fink and and come and watch Hadar. And but apart from that, doesn't you know that doesn't really have a lot of involvement in it. Just loves the sport. Uh, Wild Plumbing. The boys from Wild Plumbing, same thing. They've got some young kids coming up through the sport. They want to get involved, and, and that's so good to see. Uh, so thanks to Timmy and Cole. Uh, South Marine Bicycle Centre, Shannon Johnson's been amazing. Just, um, you know, anything we need for push bikes and mountain bikes, road cycles for our riders, for our team, but just just supporting us, That you know, that's that's been great. Uh, Melbourne Truck and Vans. The team wouldn't be the team without Uncle Pedro. Uh, anyone that needs a sprinter or a truck, um, definitely hit Pedro up. He's, he'll have a deal for you. Um, base 10, which is Brad Harris. Um, yeah, without him, this team wouldn't be here. Uh, he is definitely my right-hand man. Like, nothing happens without me and him, basically, which, and 
yeah, he, he he's awesome. Like he does so much behind the scenes that people don't see. So special mention to Bradley, uh, RM Plumbing, KB Stainless, um, the guys at McLeod. So they cover us for Fly, Showy, City, FMF Goggles. Those guys in particular, Sean and Duncan, they are awesome to deal with. They are so supportive of this team. They love, you know, seeing the products and the brands out there. Uh, Will Max Graphics. Um, yeah, Max from Will Max. He's just the best to deal with. So easy. He does all our graphics kits. Ace Car Freighters, long-time supporters of the, of the team. Um, Yarra Lennon, which is Simon Cox. He's... Um, yeah, he's awesome. He he just he loves being part of it and loves contributing. Um, track ride suspension. The guys all have their own suspension tuners, but Darren Lee from Track Ride, he's just amazing because he doesn't care what suspension you got. If we ring him and we've got a question or a query or you know we want some tech tips, he'll 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 just help and he and he doesn't he doesn't care or or, or favor anyone. But he's definitely been awesome for us over the years. Um, Motorex, Motorex oils, they throw heaps at us, which is awesome. They 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 make this work. They've shown a lot of support for Andy. Um, they are fantastic to deal with. Um, Bridgestone tires, we only use Bridgestone, and Andy's winning on them, and that's all I have to say. Um, and yeah, I think I think that covers it, mate. To be honest, um, I think that's everyone, but just everyone for being part of it. You know, it's 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 a good team and. We we hope we can um, keep going, and we hope we can win a championship this year. Um, you know, and and that doesn't happen. It's just not one person. It's it's everyone behind the team. Uh, I better thank my wife. She puts up with a lot of late night phone calls and emails, and she puts up with a hell of a lot. I do get grumpy sometimes, so yeah, special thanks to her for for putting up with me and and. And making all this possible, and and it is just good fun. It's it's a hobby, but we we enjoy it, and um, yeah, hopefully hopefully we'll be you know one day racing in the US at the GNCC. It's and 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 you'll be over there with us, maybe. I look forward to it, mate. Nah, but um, thanks for what you do, mate. For for even this stuff, you know, getting some uh, recognition and some um, exposure for the sport. Um, what you do with a few of my team members and, and Lockie and, and you're always there to help and, and pointers and, and, and it's great. And it's great to see you doing these podcasts and, and, and getting, getting the sport out there and, and, and making people realize there's, there's a lot to it, a lot more than just riding a dirt bike fast. Yeah. Thanks mate. I appreciate that. We'll, we'll definitely keep it rolling for sure. Ah, very good. Um, yeah, well, thanks for your time, mate. I appreciate it. It's been awesome to no, I hope you didn't ramble on too much, mate. And yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me on. And and hopefully we can yeah do it again, maybe towards the end of the year with um with some good results. Yeah, I was gonna say once we've got a bit of hardware on the shelf. Absolutely, mate. We, we get... <laughs> Sounds good, mate. Awesome. Thanks, Heath Ben. See ya. Bye, mate.